Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Stupidity is pain. The left thinks that by defunding the police, we're going to stop crime. The left thinks that vetting people at our southern border is racist. The left thinks that government employees have a constitutional right to talk to five-year-olds about sexuality. I know. It's frustrating to me, too. To see our country, which was founded by geniuses, being run by idiots. But still, I'm an optimistic guy. I have hope for my liberal friends. Jellyfish, hello little jellyfish, have survived for 165 million years without a brain. That's John Kennedy, Senator from Louisiana. <laughs> Just making videos. <laughs> oh, that man makes me laugh. I gotta. I, there's a guy I gotta. I gotta like bring to Indianapolis. Like if if I did an event, a, a night with John Kennedy, I could sell that out. Oh, tell me, I, I, if I don't have corporate sponsorship texting me in the next five minutes, then then I'll know it, it, it's 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 a no go. Who would sell out? The man would be a sellout. He's oh precious. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number, 833-GOT-TONY. There is a story out of Delaware that is problematic and certainly is not getting the press uh, that, that needs to take place. And that story is not that the president said nobody Fs with a Biden. I know, I know, it's on your social media feeds everywhere that Biden was in Florida. He was talking to the mayor of, I forget the town, nobody Fs with a Biden. What do you, what, what, what is with the constant tough guy that is, that is Joe Biden, the constant tough guy? Remember, he was gonna he was gonna take that guy outside and then uh, you know listen up, fat. He said that to somebody. He's always super tough and he's screaming and he he's yelling. Is no one gonna admit that he's an old frail man that would blow over in a big wind? The man scares nobody, intimidates no one. And if he wasn't president of the United States, somebody would have already hit him in the nose for being such a jerk. He's been this bully jerk his entire career. My gosh, just take a look at the confirmation hearings of Clarence Thomas. You'll see it. It's easy to understand, easy to comprehend. Why why is it so hard to say that the man's a jerk? He is. Joe Biden is an elitist smug jerk. What's interesting... I mean, when he says no one, no one f's with a Biden. Uh, you mean except for OPEC? You mean except for OPEC that's cutting its uh, its uh, production by two million barrels a day, allowing Russia to make more money off you while you're funding Ukraine in the war? No, 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 no. You've handled this. You've handled this great, great there, Joe. You're 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 just tops, I tell you. But the story that no one's talking about, 
is that when Joe Biden goes to Delaware, as he does, as has been reported, he has spent a quarter of his presidency, 25% of his time, in one of his homes in Delaware. I didn't realize he had multiple homes in Delaware. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, 25%, um, 25% of his time in Delaware, and there is no record of who visits him there. How is that even possible? How is that possible? As is described, the reporting from the New York Post, the Secret Service is not responding to FOIA requests. And they are stating that they cannot find any records that identify visitors to President Biden's uh, homes. How is that... How is that even possible? Because this is much more than a conversation of, hey, the, the president, um, you know, is, is allowed to, to have visitors. I'm not arguing this. I'm not arguing any part of this. No one should argue any part of this. I'm not saying that man can't see family or, 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 or friends or, or, or you know, any, anybody else. You, go right ahead. But the idea that the American people shouldn't know it is awkward. For example, if Randy Weingarten, if Randy Weingarten, head of uh, the American Federation of Teachers, who absolutely was working with the Department of Education to keep children out of schools and to push the ideas of referring to parents as domestic terrorists, was one of those people involved in those conversations, if she's visiting one time or 20 times, we should know that. Of course we should know that. What if Hunter Biden, his son is visiting? Well, okay, his son's visiting. That's no big deal. What if he's visiting with some business associates? We shouldn't know that? Seems to me like we should know that. It sounds like something we should all be aware of. Is the man entitled to privacy? Some. But if they were visiting the White House, we would have data. They're visiting in Delaware, so we don't? That's madness. Equally as mad is the very idea that the Secret Service tells us they can't find records. That's a lie. The Secret Service doesn't know who's visiting the President of the United States? Leave aside who the visitor may be. The Secret Service doesn't know who's visiting? Hold on, hold on. I can actually hear everyone in their car right now screaming bullcrap. Go on, roll down the window and just do it. Just roll down the window on the count of three. Bullcrap. One, two, three. There it is. You heard it yourself. It's bullcrap. Of course they know. Of course they know. Of course they're aware. How could you begin to think otherwise? 
It's a, a, a radical and ridiculous idea, but it's also one that's very, very dangerous. Not being honest with Americans is very, very dangerous. Now, that's something that Joe Biden's actually very good at, and this administration. They're very, very good at not being honest with the American people. Like, for example, when Joe Biden is in Florida and he's like, you know, Ron DeSantis has learned something. First of all, the biggest thing the governor's done and some of the others have done, they've recognized this thing called global warming. The world is changing. It's changing. And we have to change the way with the zoning codes, for example. You think that's what, what Ron DeSantis has learned? That global warming is, is, is real? What Ron DeSantis has learned is that you can put a bridge back together in three days and Pine Island now has food trucks uh, uh, from supermarkets engaging deliveries. That happened. You think he learned that climate change is real? I should also give Biden credit. He said that uh, what, uh, um, you know, Ron DeSantis has done in Florida has been uh, incredible, admirable. I forget the, the right word. And then Biden said, you know, I know what it's like to lose everything. Lightning once struck my house. But we know from experience, I know from experience, how much, how much anxiety and fear and concern there are in the people. We didn't lose our whole home, but lightning struck, and we lost an awful lot of it about 15 years ago. And we had a lot to go to. We had relatives nearby. It wasn't like everything was wiped out. But we know the feeling. Lightning struck his home, and according to reports, there was a small fire in the kitchen. Crazy, right? I mean, if lightning struck your house and there was a fire in the kitchen, you'd be like, you would not believe what happened to me. The people in Fort Myers, the people in Sanibel lost everything. And once again, here's Joe Biden to say, oh, I know what it's like. Oh, your child uh, was was killed on the battlefield. I lost my son, Bo. Bo Biden died of brain cancer, not in battle. Horrible. Not the same. Maybe respect the people who lost a child on the battlefield in service to their nation. Respect them. A hurricane wipes out your home and your business. But Joe Biden understands because he couldn't use his toaster for two weeks. It's remarkable. It's remarkable how they continue in this real level of of despising as I see it. The American people, and they simply think that this is connection. It's not connection. As for the Secret Service not having the information, I only hope for more lawsuits against the Secret Service. Of course, you have the information. Of course, you have the information. It's impossible that you don't have the information. If you actually don't have it, then everybody needs to get fired. We have to start firing people and never stop firing people. That's what we have to do. So you have the information. That you won't admit to it. That you won't share it. This is an issue. 
I have got, oh, oh, I was going to say I've got more. But did you hear about the looters? I forgot about this. There were these looters that got arrested, and three of the, of, of the four of them that got a- arrested were in the country illegally. You are not going to hear that story anywhere. Anywhere. The idea that illegal immigrants were arrested for 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 looting in Florida just rips at this idea of well they just want a better life. There are plenty of people who come into the country who just want a better life. You have to do it legally. DeSantis is like he wants to drag them out by their collars and send them back to where they came from. I think he should do it. You got planes, they obviously work. Boom. Bye. And we should not only take these three and return them to their home country, we should ensure to the best of our ability that no family member of theirs can ever come to the United States either. Looting during a, a, after a storm, at when people are their most down, yeah, you don't have what it takes to be an American. You're not good enough. We reject you. And that's what we should openly say. We reject you. You're not what we're looking for. It's not us. It's you. Bye-bye. Ah. Meanwhile, I've got a, a fantastic story that took place on CNN. Honesty, people. It's fantastic. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. I want to break free. I want to break free. I want to so, break free from your life. What matters most to the voter? Even Politico has started to understand that people are swinging their way towards Republicans. They are building up. Now, that doesn't mean they're building up everywhere. John Fetterman of Pennsylvania, the guy who had the stroke, who can't put together a sentence, he can't. I'm not not angry at the guy. He physically cannot do it because of the stroke he had his biggest fundraising raising quarter ever this this right here this is john fetterman in pennsylvania but i mean he's obviously a smart uh, excuse me a smart money excuse me uh, a smart uh, person do you think that's just a slip up or do you think that's fetterman not able to put together a sentence seems to me that's Fetterman not being able to put it together a sentence, considering how many other times this happens. Yet Pennsylvania is still a toss-up. Lots of states are a toss-up. And I, I am a believer that what Senator Chuck Schumer said is correct. Ew, David. It's true. It's true. The House will go to the Republicans. The Democrats have a 60% chance to hold the Senate. I believe that's accurate. Will it stay 50-50? Will it be 51-49? These are, are, are the questions. Then there's the Herschel Walker thing. I'll, I'll get into that. But the idea that abortion is a top-line subject, single most important subject out there, is nonsense. And the people pushing it are just desperate to push it. Something that I have been saying on this show, we've guys, we've been talking about it for a week now. Over a week. Long, longer. And then... On uh, CNN, 
Margaret Tlev, Margaret Tlev, sorry, who's with Axios, said the same thing. Over the course of the past month, what we have seen is even before today's news, as gas prices have begun ticking a little bit back up, the amount of searches around the phrase gas prices has begun tipping, ticking back up. Back in June, when it was a real crisis for Biden, it was the number three search in the country. Hmm. By a month Amazing. ago, it was like the number 16 search. Guess what it is before today's announcement, as of last week, back up to number 12. It seems like, like on the one hand, you want to think, it, it depends how much they go up by for how big of a crisis sure. this is. But on yeah. the other hand, when all of your costs are exacerbated by inflation, everything costs more. The, Interest rates cost more, food costs more. When everything yeah. costs more, gas prices is a constant reminder of it every time you go to the pump, every time you fill up the tank, every time you commute. So it's, it's a, it is a problem. We don't know how big a problem. The bigger problem for Democrats is that it takes attention away from abortion. And all Democrats want to talk about is abortion, and Republicans are looking for anything else. Now gas prices, throw that on the pile with immigration, throw it on the pile with crime. And th- all of that is not what Democrats want to be. They won't keep Democrats from talking about abortion, so- though. Nothing keeps Democrats from talking about abortion, but it's not the mover. And anybody who says it is, is lying, is a fraud. It's not the subject moving America. That doesn't mean that there aren't some people who are moved by it, but moving America. Nope. By the way, the Dow is down 171 right now. NASDAQ is down 10. This is clear. That the story is inflation, the story is economy, the story is gas prices, the story is the border, the story is national security. It's not abortion. It's to to think any other way is is laughable. And I would laugh at people. I I would absolutely laugh at people who say oh, most important subject in America. No, it's not. And you sound like a fool. You literally sound like John Fetterman when you say things like that. And are we going to notice that John Fetterman is just a big oaf? I'm not saying he's not nice to his friends. I'm saying that his presentation, he's, he's, he's just this giant lummox. That's all he is. He's a giant lummox. I didn't know this was difficult to say. Oh, and you should hear the stories about how he never really did his job as lieutenant governor. I'll get into that. I will get into that. Uh, Congressman Larry Bashan talks about what's going on with oil. Keep it here. So as we know, one of the biggest stories of the day is that President Biden well, first, OPEC cut him at the knees. I mean, that, that's what happened. He, he, he went, he went uh, to, to Saudi Arabia. People said, you shouldn't go to Saudi Arabia. He said, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Clearly, this was to try and create a better relationship in, to ensure that OPEC nations, because so much driven by Saudi Arabia, uh, they continue to produce oil because the president has not engaged any level of energy security here in the United States. And now we're learning that OPEC is going to reduce their output by 2 million barrels 
a day. The president responds by saying we're going to release 10 million more barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, putting that reserve at an unbelievably low number, in, in, historically speaking, the lowest that it may very well have ever been, and endangering the United States when it comes to, well, needs that may come up. And as I have made the argument, guys, this is about needs uh, in, in relationship to policy. If we had an energy security policy, we wouldn't necessarily have the need. Releasing these barrels is so you look good as opposed to doing good. Tony Katz, great to be with you guys. Tony Katz today. Congressman Larry Bouchon joins us right now. He is the congressman from the 8th District of Indiana. So we're talking about the southwest part of Indiana. He is also a medical doctor, and he has a statement out regarding the release of the 10 million barrels. Under the Biden administration, we have seen a continued assault on American energy that has killed jobs, increased our dependency on foreign energy sources, jeopardized our national security, and sent gasoline prices sky high. Congressman Bouchon joins us right now. And sir, uh, you don't seem to be mentioning any words in this statement, are you? Well, I don't think we should, Tony. I mean, this is a critical juncture in our country. You know, the key here is under the Trump administration, we basically were energy independent without dependence on foreign sources of energy, oil particularly. And so what this administration has done is they've done everything they can to stymie American energy production, which has killed, killed jobs. And then on the other hand, then they're going to dictators around the country, around the world, I mean, including Venezuela, you see they're going to now uh, try to cut back on some of the sanctions on Venezuela so they can even send us oil. And of course, OPEC, as you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, we should not be dependent on these people for, for our sources of energy. And so uh, this is a critical thing. And that's why I sent a press release on this, because it's so important. And then you top that off with what Biden's doing, depleting our strategic petroleum reserve. You know, if we have a true emergency where we have an, an energy disruption, the petroleum reserve is at the lowest it's been in volume in 40 years. So it's just very poor public policy. Um, and the other thing is, is this is the thing that I think is really funny, Tony, is does President Biden and his administration really think the American people are going to say, hey, your, your climate agenda, we support that because you're cutting down on oil and natural gas production in the United States, the people that believe believe that's the right approach. And then on the other hand, bringing in oil from other countries. So it just shows the hypocrisy of it. You know, I'm an all the above energy person. I think we should do it, do it all. But in the short run, this is just stupid policy. It's putting America's national security at risk. It's putting the, the American people at risk because the prices of uh, gasoline are going to continue to go up and ask your truckers about the price of diesel today. So this is a really the, big threat to to our country, Tony. This is a really critical issue. The truckers tell me is national security. The truckers tell me about the price of diesel every time they see me. And when we talk about the lows, this is a 35 year low. Back in August, it was being discussed as a 35 year low. And at that point, we were talking about 453 million barrels in inventory. That number is lower now. But when you, sir, talk about energy independence, which I refer to as energy security, there's the energy independence conversation. President Trump, former President Trump, used to refer to energy dominance. I talk about energy security. 
we would still argue that if we were producing more in the United States, it would go into a world market. It's not like we keep it for ourselves, but we would be able to put more supply into the world market. Therefore, the price would come down because supply and demand is real. So are you making the argument that we should create more energy solely for American use or we should create more energy for the world market? No, we should be energy dominant, like you said. You know, when we do produce energy, as you pointed out, it goes into the world market. But if the United States can control the stability of the price in the world market, that benefits not only us, but it benefits our allies in Europe, particularly, and in Asia, like Japan and, and South Korea. So, yes, I mean, America, if we are energy independent, what that means is in times like this, when we can produce enough energy, if OPEC decides to cut off 2 million barrels a day, doesn't matter because the United States doesn't have to draw down its energy reserve, reserves in the strategic petroleum reserve. We can just have our producers up the production and keep the worldwide price stable, including keeping prices low here. And you know what else this does? It's a geopolitical thing. It prevents Russia from controlling Eastern Europe, but which they are today, by cutting off natural gas and oil supplies to Eastern Europe and our allies in Germany uh, and, of course, what they're doing in the Ukraine. So this is a, it's it's about uh, the United States being able to stabilize the world market, keeping prices low at home, and having the ability to supply uh, fuel and energy to our not only ourselves but our allies, independent of what OPEC Plus does, and independent of what countries like Venezuela do. Talking to Congressman Larry Bouchon of the 8th District of Indiana, medical doctor, along with being a congressman, I would argue that for many of those European nations, how dare they get rid of nuclear power? It's the nuclear power that should have kept them well off the natural gas and how wrong Germany was to think that Nord Stream or Nord Stream 2 was a was an appropriate measure getting this energy uh, from Russia. They do need to have their own supplies. This reduction of the two million barrels a day bringing up oil prices certainly does help russia and certainly does influence uh, how things might go in ukraine but i want to go back to your statement uh, sir uh, your your press release states the administration needs to immediately change course and get america back on track by prioritizing domestic energy production and safeguarding our energy security you followed up yeah. or, or you you preceded that by saying by choosing to release 10 million barrels of our energy reserves the administration is once again failing the american people and energy producers who support jobs and businesses at home uh, we are watching this, this economy. We're watching the inflation uh, take place. And you note and, and I note from my just anecdotal work, people are still having a problem finding uh, qualified employees for for their businesses. Is there a connection in your view between the administration's policies on energy and the job market here in the U.S.? Well, there is a direct connection to inflation, of course, because ener energy security uh, and the ability to keep energy prices low affects the entire economy. I mean, if your local uh, company has to ship something across the state even or other companies across the country and the diesel prices are sky high, guess what happens to the price of a loaf of bread that's in that truck or whatever else they're shipping? So there is a direct, uh, direct connection to that. And I would argue that, yes, because of inflation and, and because of uh, rising costs 
input costs that companies have to endure, even though they need people, they're struggling not only to find people, but when they do, uh, and I just talked to some hospitals, for example, they can't, they can't necessarily afford to hire them because the inflationary costs have driven up all of their input costs, and therefore, uh, this, the people that are looking for jobs, I mean, it can't keep the, the current pay can't even keep up with inflation. So on the job side, a lot of it, honestly, it has to do with the fact that we paid people not to work for too long, the federal government. We definitely did. And, you know, people have decided uh, because of COVID, they don't want to go back and back to work. And also, because of inflationary costs uh, and the high cost of child care, a lot of two uh, uh, two income families have made a decision that one of the people in the family can't really afford to go back to work because of the cost of child care and other other things that they have to buy for their family. They actually come out ahead by having that person not go back into the workforce. So it's a very it's a complicated problem. But the energy situation is a direct connection to inflation, not only for fuel prices, but for everything else. And the higher fuel prices go, uh, the more expensive it becomes to do things like take your kid to childcare or get childcare uh, uh, coming to you. To what extent, sir, to what extent does the Biden administration listen to you? And I don't mean specifically to you, to Congressman Bashan, but rather anybody who isn't them about what's happening. The, the, the moves that we see are, are taken by the general public as ideological moves and not uh, uh, American uh, value moves. moves. They, they don't create a better, a safer America. It's an ideological move that says we need to get off this gas anyway and we need to be more electric, more more green. Is there ever a moment that anybody within the administration that you have spoken to or, or, or members of leadership have spoken to in the House where they get that this isn't good and maybe they have to do something different? Well, the political left and the Democrats are beholden to the environmental lobby. I mean, they're politically in a really tough spot. And I'd like to say I'm sorry, I feel sorry for them, but I don't because they put themselves there. I mean, they are in such a such a position politically, Tony, that, you know, they, that they have to take this ideological position that they're taking. And unless all of them stand up together and, and say, look, this is unreasonable, you know, they're afraid of getting beat in elections. They're afraid of. Uh, the political ramifications because they are beholden to the political environmental left. Let me just say this. I'm for all of the above energy approach. I agree with you, by the way, on Europe and their, uh, and their nuclear power. Germany should have never taken those offline. Never, and never, never. Now, and they're trying to put some of them back. I know this because I had a meeting with the German ambassador to the United States about two months ago. But, no, they're, they're beholden to the, to the political left. It, it, it is ideological. I mean, I, we had the Secretary of Energy, Granholm, in front of our committee, and you want to talk about something, someone that does not know anything about energy, and she's the Secretary of Energy. It's just unbelievable. But their, their, their answer to that question, Tony, is we need to more quickly make windmills, stand-up windmills and solar power as quickly as we can so that we become more energy independent based solely on renewables. That's their answer to this problem. They, they, don't, they genuinely believe that we can catch up to this uh, and provide the energy we need if we would just produce uh, solar and wind more quickly. 
And everybody in D.C., including the Democrats, know that that timeline is literally not doable. You know, the United States has reduced emissions more than any other country in the world since 2005. And honestly, American-produced natural gas burn is cleaner than 40% cleaner than natural gas from around the world. Natural gas has been actually responsible for reducing emissions more than almost any other thing that we've done. So we need to pursue all of these technology innovations. We need to pursue nuclear also. I support that, including the smaller nuclear reactors. We need to continue to produce American fossil fuel energy and find ways to burn it cleaner, pursue carbon capture. And we need to develop innovation, you know, in the renewable space. But it just cannot be done on the timeline the Democrats say. Look, and they know it's ideological, but they're stuck politically, and they put themselves in this position. And so I really don't feel badly for them. Congressman Larry Bouchon of the 8th District of Indiana, B-U-C-S-H-O-N, Bouchon.House.gov, if you want to check him out, sir. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. We've got more coming up. I'm Tony Katz. I get that everybody and their mother who has a cable news program wants to talk about Herschel Walker. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. And they want to talk about Herschel Walker because this is the perfect way to hurt Herschel Walker. This is the way for uh, uh, Warnock, Raphael Warnock, to remain senator in Georgia because Herschel Walker paid a woman to have an abortion. That's the reporting from, I think it was the Daily Beast. And Walker is saying that absolutely did not happen, but supposedly there's a check, and supposedly this woman had another one of his children. Uh, there, there, he he wrote her a card saying "get well soon" or something like that. I'm not sure how many years ago this happened. And of course, people have been responding to this uh, by saying, "Okay, but can't we do away with abortion now? Isn't it? Isn't he allowed to say we shouldn't be having abortions in the United States?" Now, I think that when you're accused of, of such a thing, I think that's how you answer it by saying, look, I did this thing, if, if he indeed did it, and I was wrong. I have learned exactly how horrific a- abortion is. What it is that that I was a part of was, was absolutely horrific. I'm trying to do better in my life, and as a, a member of the Senate, I'm going to do my best to ensure that life matters. I mean, it's a, to me, it's a very easy conversation to move through. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, I forget sometimes if I say hello, so sometimes I do it twice. But the left is all over this. Oh, this proves that the political right is totally immoral. I mean, to to listen to to, uh, Scarborough, Joe Scarborough over there at MSNBC talk about it. Yeah, and and, and by the way, what what separates Herschel Walker from Donald Trump, from everybody else? It's just... It's it it is acceptance of it all. It's almost like a, a perfect uh, lab experiment to see how low the Republican Party can go with people it's willing to put uh, in the United States Senate. You're the people who excused Bill Clinton from sexually when he sexually abused. A, uh, a staffer. Now, you can say to me, she was an adult. She knew what she was doing. Oh, okay. It wasn't Me Too. It was absolutely Me Too. There are people who say that Al Franken never should have been, have to, never should have had to resign from the Senate for what he did. Ted Kennedy murdered a woman and you lionized him, Joe. I know, Joe Joe was a, a Republican. Well, you know, these things happen. Anna Navarro was too. The argument about character is a worthy one. I personally would like to see it. 
but I reject the idea that one side holds a lock on it. Raphael Warnock is a is a pastor, right? he's a reverend. Okay with abortion? Tell me more about character. Congressman Andre Carson, for example, of my beloved Indianapolis, is friends with and will not condemn Louis Farrakhan. You want to talk about character? I know rabbis in Indianapolis who will not condemn Louis Farrakhan. Character? It's a legit, worthy, valuable conversation. Yet he's the candidate. And what do you want me to do? Go with Raphael Warnock? That's not going to happen. I'm going to go with the lesser of two evils every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And that's why people are still going to vote for Herschel Walker. The people who are blowing this up could have an argument if they actually stuck to it. What they are trying to engage in is political attack for the purpose of keeping Democrats in power. And that no one should fall for. I've got more. Keep it here. This this thing right here is Tony Katz today.